Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 427 for Tuesday, the 24th of November, 2015. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have you here. Say hello to Hillary Rumble, who is here in studio with me live on location of Studio D. I'm Robbie. Uh, Tally's around here moderating the chat room, keeping everybody in line. Mm-hmm. Doing a great job. And tonight, we are celebrating 20 years of GNU Image Manipulation Program. Wow. The GIMP. As such, we'll be kicking off our 20 Weeks of GIMP Tips series. Yeah! Today. Starts today? Today. You better have some tips up your sleeve. I will come up with something. What can we do? Hmm, okay. Something about a car. Is this car red? No, it's blue. Now look at that gorgeous yellow one. Gotcha again. It's red. Had me fooled. Haha. Tonight we will show you how to fool the world and change the color of any bright object. We'll also talk about the feature of Password Box and discuss what you need to know moving forward, especially if you're using it on Linux. Hmm. Okay, and here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Mark Zuckerberg's wife is having a baby girl, and he plans to take some time off as the CEO of Facebook when she's born. Yahoo is blocking users from accessing Yahoo Mail if they use an ad blocker. In your face! You want to block the ads? We will block you! (laughs) That's a quote. Not really. Imagine going fishing and capturing a drone. A Maryland crabber had that exact thing happen. We'll talk about it. Google is starting to serve up apps directly in the mobile browser. And a man with motor neuron disease has scooped up a U.S. prize for inventing a device which allows people to control wheelchairs using only their eyes. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. My name's Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Hillary Rumble. Hillary! Hi! With child! Can you see my belly? It's right here. I used to have one of those. <laughs> I'm working on getting rid of it. Not quite the same. So you're due in February. Yes, I am. For those who were not here the last time you were here, mm-hmm. you want to tell us a little bit about what you're expecting? What's uh, I'm expecting a baby. It's a girl. A baby. <laughs> It's not an alien. It's not a puppy. I've been asked. I wanted a, a puppy. Is it a puppy? And I'm like, no, it's a baby. That, that was by child. Baby girl. Not a girl. Do you have names yet? Katrina for Category Five. Oh, that would be very beautiful. Katrina Five. It? Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to find a good name because um, I've just worked in in settings with children my whole life. So then some names kind of get like a negative connotation and you're like I'm never naming my oh, child yeah. that right um, or and then some names you're like woohoo this is so good so I don't I'm, I'm undecided I it's can't it's like commit. how naming your kid Hillary for example you'd automatically expect them to be amazing obviously uh, so, yeah. yeah it's hard so it's nothing tricky. I don't know yeah. would you you, know, you work very heavily with um, hearing impaired individuals mm-hmm. so yep. when you're naming your child is that going to play into it like what is this child's name going to be 
in sign, for example, okay. in American Sign Language. So, Does that play into it? Not exactly, because a sign name is assigned to you by a deaf person. Like Robbie, bald guy. <laughs> so people right? Am might, I right? Well, sometimes they pick like... Um, the sexy bald a guy. A feature <laughs> and highlight it. So it could be like the letter R, Robbie, because you're bald. I don't know. In our family, all of our family that's gonna be my new thing robbie <laughs> um i don't know so sometimes they do stuff like that like if you if you were smiley you could have like a sign name like this or um typically girl names are on the cheek or boy names are up here because like boy and girl so but someone has to like bestow the name on you so oh, okay. i can't decide so it, has to do with it would have to be a member of the deaf or personality something yes would bestow okay. the name on the baby and then that becomes their name so it's almost yes. like having two names yes. really which is not unlike um, coming from another culture mm-hmm. and having a, a new name assigned to you that is easy for those people to right. pronounce, for example. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't cool. know. I'll report back with my findings once I have the baby and make a decision on the name. And now so. every time that you're on, we're like, is this her last show before the baby comes? We'll see, you I guess. Know. December's coming. So December's a bit of a busy month as far as yes. like lots and lots of stuff going on. And mm-hmm. then January, you're going to be right there waiting for the baby. It's going to be much. huge. Massive. And the camera adds 10 pounds. So, <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll see. We shall see, guys. All right. Well, it's nice we'll to see. have you here. I'm so glad that you oh, made you the trek out here. Me. And, it's fun. And, uh, nice to see you again. And nice to see you, everybody. Nice to see so many familiar faces. I saw mm-hmm. Dave Maydew checking in the chat room there a couple minutes ago. Um, hasn't been uh, with us for a little bit because a lot going on, I know. Um, and yes. uh, also expecting a, a child. So we're Ooh, eager fun. to hear uh, the sex of that yes. baby as well mm-hmm. and, and uh, looking forward to good news there. Um, and he's been working to convert a lot of people to Linux, and it just makes me proud. I'm like a proud papa over here. <laughs> and, uh, so we appreciate you, Dave, and nice to yeah. have you here. Nice to see so many people in the chat room. Who have mm-hmm. we got? So many friends today, DJ Quad, AQ Dennis on Kelly. the bat. I think, I don't know. <laughs> Aquad on the bat. Oh. Nice to see you. Yes, welcome. Really nice welcome to see you. I'm glad you. that you could stick around for at least a little bit yeah. tonight, because this is going to be an incredible show. Incredible. We oui. is French. <laughs> we speak French <laughs> in Canada. It. I failed it so uh, bad. Oh my goodness! I just offended so many people. I'm sorry. Moving on. Speaking of offending so many people, password box is shutting down. Oh come on! What? What's up? Intel with that? security comes along, steals password box under from under us, and decides, yeah, well, we're just gonna assimilate all of its greatness into our product and then throw it away. <sighs> the good news, our friends at Password Box all still have their jobs That's and they are good. working as True Key Montreal branch workers. Oh. So they're, we're here in Canada. Um, so we're very proud of Password Box and everything that they've mm-hmm. accomplished and yeah. uh, great product and I'm really sad to see it go. But uh, we have the inside scoop tonight on what you need to know as a password box user, especially if you're on Linux. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. So like I said, Intel Security, they're shutting them down. Mm -hmm. They just announced it on Thursday. They acquired password box uh, just almost a year ago, Hmm. like to the date. Uh, They announced that they're shutting them down because they're going to be focusing on their TrueKey software. Okay. Or the the entire platform of TrueKey. 
password box is going to continue until fall of 2016. They say late okay. 2016. Inside sources say it's going to be around the fall. So that's what we're expecting. So if you're on password box right now, you don't have to worry about um, Not quite really yet. quickly yeah, yeah, making yeah. a switch because of time. the announcement. And just to really quickly back up, in case you're not familiar with what Password Box does, it's a browser plugin that allows you to memorize one master mm -hmm. password, and then their servers control uh, basically keep log of all of your passwords. We've talked about it on the show before. The advantage to having something like Password Box in place, and they've done it the best, um, was to be able to use really strong passwords on all of your services. Mm -hmm. So if I use Twitter, I want to be able to use a crazy long, crazy wicked password that nobody could ever guess, including a computer. But the problem with it is that it's so hard to do that on all the services that we use. Then we shop on Amazon and we uh, then have to create a new password for that. No, well, I can't do that. So I'll use the same password as I used on Twitter. And I'll use the same password there mm -hmm. as on this other service that I use. And then that service gets hacked and they now have my Twitter and Amazon yeah. password. And it's a big problem. Password Box alleviated that because it gave us the opportunity to use really strong passwords across the board, randomly generated if we wanted to, on every different mm -hmm. website. So that's great. And then we only have to remember our Password Box password, <laughs> the master password. Master password. Should be a song from the 80s. And uh, <laughs> that's fine. You just sit there giggling. That's, that's okay. I like that. I that's think funny. That's great. That was funny to me. Thanks, buddy. It's encouraging to know that you thought it was funny. I enjoyed that. <laughs> so because of that, I mean, that's brilliant. I love the way that they've done things, but now they're going away. Ah, oh, man. Okay. What does it mean? Yeah, what does that mean? First of all, the first thing that comes to mind is, are we going to be able to export our password box passwords? Am I going to be able to take my long mm -hmm. list of passwords that are stored in password box, export them, and import them into some other key uh, uh, password uh, logging and, and mm -hmm. utilizing software. Not sure how to classify it. <laughs> Password box is not going to receive the update to be able to export. Okay. That's the sad news. However, yeah. here's the kicker. All Password box data can be imported into TrueKey. Okay. And it can be done for free. And TrueKey... Intel Security assures me, and I've spoken to three individuals there now, hmm. to, just to confirm this. Um, first assurance is that they are going to be introducing an export to file feature early next year in TrueKey. And then the next two assurances that I got said that they do in fact hope to have this out this quarter. So oh. we're going to see it in 2015. Wow. So what that means is, is if you yeah. have all your passwords stored in Password Box, you can switch to TrueKey. You can't switch back, so it is a switch to TrueKey yeah, yeah, yeah. by installing the application. We'll talk about how to do that in a couple minutes. And then it will automatically transfer all of your passwords, and then you can use the new export feature, which is coming soon, mm -hmm. not yet available. They assure me it's going to be available at the latest first quarter of 2016. So that's good news. So yeah. we're going to be able to, if you're not happy with TrueKey and the way that they've done things, you'll be able to export to um, a file and then import it into another application of similar nature. But then you wonder, okay, well, what if I really like TrueKey? What is it? Yeah. What's the difference? If What's they've assimilated the and then closed down Password Box, what, does, mm -hmm. what really is it? So uh, I spoke with our friend Megan Smulders. Uh, you remember her. She was formerly of Password Box. Mm -hmm. Formerly. 
And uh, we've had her on the show, I believe, twice. Mm -hmm. And we talked about Password Box and, and the features back before the acquisition. And now she is with uh, TrueKey by Intel Security uh, at their Montreal branch. So she's still with the company. They're all there. I hope they've got the ping pong, uh, the ping pong table. <laughs> I hope that they didn't lose that. That's important to productivity. It is, yeah. So I spoke with her and she said, and I'm going to quote this because this is important. Okay. What is TrueKey? That was my question. TrueKey by Intel Security lets you sign in using things unique to you, like your face, fingerprint, oh. or a second device. Hmm. From there, remembering and filling in all of your passwords across all of your device. Uh, pardon me. From there, the app logs you in everywhere else. We've brought in the same basic functionality of remembering and filling in your passwords across all of your devices from Password Box and added a whole bunch of new ways to confirm that it is really you online. This allows you to customize your security with one or multiple factors you decide. Hmm, interesting. So now I'm perking up and starting to think, oh, okay, this sounds pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, the more factors, I'm continuing this quote from Megan Smalders, the more factors you use to verify it's you, the more secure your profile becomes. We will be bringing more factors as we move forward as our goal is to one day eliminate passwords entirely. Whoa. Okay, so I've signed up for Amazon. I've got it memorized in TrueKey, mm -hmm. like I did with Password Box. I've signed up for Twitter. I've got a very strong password with that, and it's memorized in TrueKey securely. So then I can use my cell phone to start the process of authenticating myself mm -hmm. to my device. Then I use a, a finger pad to scan my fingerprint, confirm it's me, and a retinal scan. So three-factor authentication. Wild. Then I'm able to sign into Twitter because TrueKey automatically opens up my yeah, password. wow. So that sounds pretty cool. So, migration. If you migrate over from password box to TrueKey, mm -hmm. you expect it, okay, this, they're adding a whole lot of features to this. Yes. What are we looking at? It's probably going to be really expensive. So I talked to some of the people over at uh, Intel Security who tell me, if you are a password box lifetime subscriber, that's me, that's you. And that's some of you as well. You will receive three years of TrueKey Premium for free. Oh, wow. If you migrate to the TrueKey app with any other Password Box subscription, you're going to receive one year of TrueKey Premium for free. After you've surpassed your free years, mm -hmm. if you wish to upgrade, TrueKey Premium subscriptions cost just $19.99 USD per year. So it's, it? it's less than wow. some of the competition for sure. Um, and it's free for 15 or less passwords. So if you only use a couple of services, then, wow. then there's no charge. So for 20 bucks USD per year. So the price hasn't really like changed. I don't think it's any more than Password Box yeah. was. Um, but um, so it, from what I can tell, it's still going to be very affordable. It just looks mm -hmm. like they're doing away with Password Box's referral program, oh, which is I a see. really neat way to get a lifetime subscription. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's good. Okay, so moving the, to the TrueKey app. How hard is it? Uh, you need to download the TrueKey app to your computer. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker PC or Mac. Oh, okay. We, I was going to ask because we had a question. In Windows. The chat room. Windows. 
or Mac. Okay, so no Linux is what, Darn it. what we're saying. Darn it all to heck. <laughs> okay. Come on, Intel security. I am <clears throat> fighting this, folks. They say that there isn't enough demand for Linux. I want you to get out there and get in. I'm going to go to feedback.truekey.com. I'm serious. <laughs> they, are, they say that they're working on Linux support. They do not seem to feel that it is a priority, hmm. but it is something in the back of their minds. We like considering we've, it. And we've heard that before. Okay. Password yes. Box works on all platforms because it's a browser plugin. So you can continue using Password Box right into fall 2016 and then see if they've brought out Linux support. Yeah, maybe. If you're on Linux, then, it matters yeah. to you. Why does Linux support matter? I mean, this is where, uh, you know, the question comes up. If there, if there isn't such a demand for Linux users to have access to this software, mm -hmm. why does it matter? Okay, for one thing, it's not about Linux as far as the operating system goes. I see Linux as freedom. So yeah. as a freedom advocate, I want to be able to use my password manager on my Windows computer at mm -hmm. the studio. I want to be able to then get on the netbook at home, which has Linux, and be able to sign into my stuff without a different well, app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And of course, you know, we expect that it's going to work on phones and everything like that. <laughs> so it's not so much about Linux itself. It's about the freedom to not be told by a company that you can only use this platform or this platform. Right. I don't want to hear it. I want it to work on everything. Makes everything. Sense. Other than the fridge. I don't really care if I can access my passwords on the fridge. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Is that fair? So get out there. Go to feedback.truekey.com and demand Linux support. I don't care if you tell them that you heard it here or not. Robbie says. <laughs> it's for the freedom. Not for freedom. Linux so much as just I should be able to do this on any computer. So I say that because this sounds really great. I oh, would yeah. like this on my Linux system. TrueKey sounds cool. fantastic. That's and so I, it cool. does sound like something that shouldn't be... It should be agnostic as far as what platform you're on. There should be no mm -hmm. restriction there. Yeah. Once you've migrated to the TrueKey app, you will no longer be able to log into your Password Box account. It's nice and easy, though. All you have to do is install TrueKey on your computer, then log in using your Password Box email address and password. It will automatically migrate everything over. And again, once they bring out the export feature, chat mm -hmm. room saying you could install KeePass, for example. Well, then you could import it um, from Password oh, Box okay. indirectly because TrueKey will allow exporting. So that, there you have it. That's really the lowdown, the skinny on what's going on with Password Box, uh, the time frame that we have ahead of us. Um, hmm. You can be ready for it, but know that we do have time. So you're not being pushed, especially Linux users. You're not being pushed off of the Password Box platform just yet because we got time. you can still use it. And then watch yes. feedback.truekey.com. Uh, feedback Pummel them with Linux requests and uh, create multiple accounts. <laughs> write scripts <laughs> oh, call Linus Torvalds and see what he says <laughs> alright because it's about freedom okay you can email us if you've got questions about TrueKey or Password Box in general live at category5.tv that'll come mm -hmm. to our studio and we will do our best to get the answers that you need uh, or again go to feedback.truekey.com 
dot com yes. to see what's going on there in the in the uh, it's kind of like an FAQ, not quite a forum, but FAQ with interaction and uh, and they're very active there. Their support has been fantastic so far. I've had no trouble getting nice. response from them, um, so I'm quite pleased with the support, like That's the level good. of support yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. Intel Security. So I don't have any fear there. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about the product. I'd like to see it on Linux. Fair enough. Thanks for hearing me out, folks, and hope you enjoyed <laughs> my little rant. Little tidbit of info for you. I enjoyed it. Great. Thanks, buddy. Okay, well, uh, let's move along. Sure. It's time to show Category 5 TV some love. All that we ask from our viewers is 25 cents. If you can do more, that's fantastic, but get over to patreon.com slash category 5 and I'm going to explain this a little bit to you. How it works is that you give 25 cents per episode. Yes. And there's power in numbers. It costs us a lot of money to put on this show and to create the network mm-hmm. that we have. We have mm-hmm. other shows as well. Um, New Every Day is a weekly broadcast um, that, we, that we put out as well. And we have some less than frequent um, broadcasts that we work on uh, that we're trying to develop, such as uh, The Show Show. That's a big yes. one. Uh, we've got Try It, Buy It with Sasha Dermatis. Mm-hmm. And because that's pre-recorded, she will be able to continue on with that because Perfect. we can do that on af- off great. hours and things. Um, so if you love Sasha Dermatis, there's an opportunity for you to, to help keep her here by uh, supporting Try It, Buy It, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, we've got the Category 5.TV newsroom. We've yes. got all these great programs. Um, it would take a 1,000 of our viewers giving 25 cents per episode to cover our cost per episode on a regular episode. That would be episode. fantastic. A thousand people sounds like a lot, but it's not in comparison with how many people watch our no. broadcasting. <laughs> 25 cents, on the other hand, does not sound like a lot. And when we look at, okay, it takes a thousand people, I really want you to think about yourself and just whether you can give 25 cents because it's not a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we're talking less than the cup of coffee per month because we put out four or five episodes per month uh, Mm -hmm. of Category 5 technology TV. If you can do more, let's say you did 50 cents an episode, it would only take 500 viewers to do that or 125 viewers at $2 an episode. And some are doing that and and there are perks involved as well. So head on over to uh, patreon.com slash Category 5. We hate asking for money and that's why we've made it so absolutely simple and I'm really (laughs) hoping for you know power in numbers folks if you enjoy what we do and you love the shows um, especially category 5 technology TV this is my my baby our flagship flagship. and uh, we'd (laughs) really love to have your support and if all it takes is a thousand people we're nowhere near that point but I appreciate everybody who has signed up so far it's fantastic we are going to give away two teeny drones Ooh, those are those little micro yeah. drones that we've that you've seen me flying around um it is one of the world's smallest drones mm-hmm. it has a six axis gyro so it flies fantastically well even in windy conditions it can That's go cool. 80 feet into the air and you can fly it around uh just don't lose it <laughs> don't fly it into water not a good idea <laughs> i love flying the thing it's a brilliant way to learn how to fly a quadcopter yeah. as well yeah it's cool you don't have to worry about crashing it so much because they are so, uh, how do you say? They don't break easily. They're durable. Durable. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks. <laughs> so. 
So we're giving away two of those, and the draw is going to be among the first 100 subscribers to our Patreon profile. Oh, perfect. So the first 100. So there's still a lot of room for you to get in there. Go to uh, patreon.com slash category five. Mm-hmm. If you're in the first 100, I will put you into that draw. I really want to see this happen Sweet. before Christmas because I'd love to send that to you in time. For Christmas, It would yeah. be a great gift. Uh, well, and get you get two there, of them. People. You get two of them. Two remotes, two drones. You can race them. Races. You can have a backup. Share one with a friend. Whatever you want to do, it's it, it'll that be yours. That would be great. So please do that. And another cool way people can support us as well is through our affiliate links, right, That's Robbie? That's true. We have partner links yeah. all over the place, um, and uh, you can find those on our website, Category Five TV, and click on Support Us. You'll see the partner links. Especially Some before Christmas. Well, oh, uh, yeah. Christmas shopping. Like, and? I did three quarters of my Christmas shopping last online. night. Online? Online. It was brilliant. No lineups. And people. Okay. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, sweet oh, deals across the board. So that's in a few days. Yeah. If you're going to shop on Amazon, say, or eBay, any one of our partners, um, Black Friday sales, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cyber Monday sales are huge. Huge. And you can simply go through yeah. our partner links mm-hmm. and then a portion of each sale will go toward supporting Category 5 TV. It's so Just, cool. It's so cool and so easy. And you have to buy stuff anyway. And you're saving time <laughs> and money. You're not driving to the store. You're doing it at home. People are doing it too. It's win-win all around. Can I say thank you for buying your fire alarm through <laughs> Category 5? Yes. We got a fire alarm. What else? What else oh, did you say? I wrote down um, a couple that were very kind of interesting. Interesting vitamins, multivitamins. Yeah, and you know that <laughs> kind of stuff. I don't. I just get an anonymous report that says what we've sold, oh, so that I know yeah. um, what what features, uh, what things we should be. But this is the kind of stuff you can go through that link and buy your multivitamins. Yeah. People have been buying shampoo and toilet paper <laughs> on Amazon through our links yeah, and not? we get a portion of That's that sale. Great. It's a fantastic way to support That's us so without spending anything extra. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that. So thanks really for thinking do. of us while you shop. Easy peasy. Thanks folks. Go to category5.tv, click on support us mm-hmm. and you'll see our partner links there. Okay, well I get to cover news tonight. It's a red letter day. Can we magically head on over to the newsroom? Do you want to say, and now from the newsroom? Sure. And then we'll use the magic of television to whisk me away? First, I'd like to say that you're watching Category5.tv, and we are a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And you can learn more by watching by checking out cat5.tv slash tpn and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. And you can find more at cat5.tv slash iaib. And now, from the Category 5.tv newsroom, here is Robbie Ferguson. Magically. Thanks, Hillary. It's Tuesday, November 24th, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Mark Zuckerberg's wife is having a baby girl, and he plans to take time off as the CEO of Facebook when she's born. Yahoo is blocking users from accessing their free Yahoo mail service if they use an ad blocker. Imagine going fishing and capturing a drone. I'll tell you about a Maryland crabber who had that exact thing happen earlier this month. Google is starting to serve up apps directly in the mobile browser in an experiment rolled out last week. And a man with motor neuron disease has scooped up a U.S. prize for inventing a device which allows people to control wheelchairs using only their eyes. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere.
This is the story of Operation Christmas Child. To some, it may just be a shoebox, but to millions, it is the start of the greatest journey. Traveling the world, sent with prayer, shoebox gifts fill the hearts of children from over 100 different countries with hope, faith, and love. I'm Robbie Ferguson, in for Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Facebook's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, says he will take two months off for paternity leave after the birth of his daughter. Mr. Zuckerberg made the announcement on his timeline, calling it a very personal decision. Facebook allows its U.S. employees to take up to four months of paid paternal leave, which can be used either once or throughout the, f- the child's first year. Pardon me. Mr. Zuckerberg announced in July that he was expecting a baby girl with his wife, Priscilla Chan. He did not say who would be replacing him at the company in his absence, and in his statement, accompanied along with a picture of a pushchair and his dog, Mr. Zuckerberg said, Studies show that when working parents take time to be with their newborns, outcomes are better and the ch- for both the children and the families. Can't help but like that. Pun intended. <laughs> Yahoo has confirmed that it is preventing some people from accessing their email if they're using ad-blocking software in their browser. Some users in the U.S. report that Yahoo Mail was displaying a message asking them to disable their ad blocker before they could access their inbox. Yahoo said it was testing a new product experience in the U.S. Members of one ad blocking forum said that they had already managed to circumvent the restriction. Ad blocking has proven to be a controversial topic, and technology companies have responded in various ways. In September, Apple updated its mobile operating system, iOS, to allow third-party ad blockers to be installed, although they are not capable of removing Apple's own ads, which it serves up in apps. Google, meanwhile, has introduced a paid subscription version of YouTube, which allows viewers to remove ads on the video's streaming site for a monthly fee. That sounds a bit better to me. Ad-blocking advocates say disabling advertisements can improve smartphone battery life and reduce mobile data usage. It can also prevent people from being tracked by advertisers online and prevent devices from, uh, protect, pardon me, devices from malware that could be served up if an advertising network is compromised. But the catch-22 is this. Companies like Yahoo rely on advertising revenue to earn money from services such as Yahoo Mail, which it provides for free. Sailors for millennia know that uh, have known that uh, sea, the sea hides far more than it reveals. Nowadays, finding robots under the water is almost an inevitability, though that doesn't mean that the Maryland crabber David Haas was expecting to find one. On November 5th, near the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, Haas was crabbing with his crew when he caught an underwater military drone. The fisherman's wife reported that her husband had brought home the six to seven foot, uh, six to seven foot long bright yellow tube, which contained fins on the end. After inspecting it, a crew member found a service number on the underside of the device and called it. The object, it turned out, was an autonomous underwater vehicle, or a sea drone, owned by defense giant Northrop Grumman. After they called the number on the side of the drone, the company picked up their watery robot the very next day. 
The device was identified as a Remus 100, and the Remus series of underwater robots are scouts and patrol units. They explore below the sea looking for explosive mines and other threats. Last week, Google announced a new experiment that let Android users stream a select handful of apps through mobile search without downloading them. Content from nine apps that Google partnered with now show up in mobile search results, even if it doesn't exist on the company's website. And users will be able to click a stream button to get the full app experience without installing anything. For example, if you search for hotels in Chicago, Google will now be able to pull app-only content from Hotel Tonight and then let you find a hotel and book it without ever downloading the actual app. Google makes this possible by letting the apps run remotely on virtual machines through its cloud platform. App streaming could help fix some of the frustrations of mobile search. For example, when you search for something, you want to know that you're getting the best results as quickly as possible. But the growing dominance of mobile means that the best content to fulfill your query might in fact be inside an app. That's why Google has spent the last two years convincing app makers to index their content to allow it to be searchable by its algorithms in a process called deep linking. Until last week, Google could only turn up information that also was contained within the website. But now the Google, <clears throat> pardon me, but now that Google will show app-only content in search, you'll be more likely to get better results since it can talk to both the apps and the websites. This is pretty cool. A man with motor neuron disease has scooped up a U.S. prize for inventing a device which allows people to control wheelchairs using only their eyes. The iDrive-O-Matic, developed by Patrick Joyce from Wells, Somerset, allows quadriplegic wheelchair users to steer, recline, and change the speed of their wheelchair. Mr. Joyce, who's 46, was diagnosed with motor neuron disease in 2008. He has spent two years developing the device alongside his test pilot, Steve Evans from Surrey. It links existing eye gaze software used to control computers using eye movement to a joystick on the controls of a powered wheelchair. And it's attached by, uh, to the control pad using non-invasive Velcro, so it could even be used on loaned or rented wheelchairs. His wife woke him up at 4 o'clock in the morning, oh, 400 hours, to tell him that he had won the top hackaday prize of 196,000 U.S. dollars equivalent to about 128,000 pounds. Mr. Joyce said, I was gobsmacked that we won. The money comes at an opportune moment as our house is too small and we couldn't afford to move. Here's the thing. He says, I wasn't supposed to live as long as I have and we hadn't planned on me still being alive when our kids were teenagers. It's sad, but what an incredible time and a blessing for that family. He added, I doubt iDrive-O-Matic will be commercially developed there are some liability issues that would prevent that from happening, but I designed it to be easy to build at home. How cool is that? Big thanks this week to Jeff Weston, Roy W. Nash, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story that you'd like us to bring on to the air, email us uh, newsroom at category5.tv. And for all your tech news with an ever-so-slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Robbie Ferguson, filling in for Sasha Dermatis.
Thanks, Robbie. Now you're back. Just like that. Welcome back to the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Hey, Hill, thanks for opping for me. No that problem. was fun. First time doing the news you in did Studio a good job. D. Wow. Thanks, buddy. All right. Tonight. Oh, well, first, placeholder, Category 5. This is Category 5 Technology TV. It is. Our website is www.category5.tv. Mm-hmm. And we are encouraged to have you here with us tonight. It's always a pleasure. And we love our chat room. Nice to see everybody there. Uh-huh. So great to see you. And if you're not in the chat room but still watching the show, hey, pop us an email live at category5.tv uh, or, uh, you know, whatever it takes to get in touch. But join the chat room as well. You can find that on our website, category5.tv. Beauty. All right. Hill, are we ready to get into it? Yes. Tonight I'm starts excited. a brand new series on Category 5 Technology TV. Here we go. The GNU Image Manipulation Program. A.K.A. GIMP. The GIMP. GIMP. On November 21st, 1995, I was but a wee lad. Mm. Two uni students decided, hey, Photoshop is expensive. Let's make something better and make it free. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how they, yeah, you're how they probably came up right. with the idea. Yeah, you're probably right. It would become the GNU Image Manipulation Program. It's an image editing suite, a software tool that's available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Now, 20 years later, here we are. 20 years. Holy moly. 20 years has gone by. And they still have an incredible roadmap of features that we are to expect. I mean, they are at 2.8.16, I believe. They are working on 3.0, and they haven't even brought out 2.9 yet. And then they are excited that they are going to be working toward um, taking things like uh, um, non-destructive editing, Mm -hmm. making that a part of the GIMP. That's something I'm excited about. That's something to come. Like, they are still developing this thing 20 years later, and it's absolutely Free. It has become a robust, complete suite of software for doing image editing, color correction, cool graphic effects. Did I mention it's free? You can get it at gimp.org, G-I-M-P <laughs> dot org. Download it for your platform right there. Do it. So I figured because the GNU Image Manipulation Program has given us 20 years of free image editing software... Mm-hmm. Why don't we take 20 weeks to give you GNU Image Manipulation Program tips? Sounds good. So to beginning me. tonight, we're going to kick it off with number yeah. 1. And <laughs> we're going to learn to change the color of any bright object in 5 seconds flat. What? I'll probably take a little longer to explain Stretch it. Stretch it out, Robbie. We've got to fill the rest of the show here. <laughs> once, you're, once you've got it down, once you've got the process down, that's all it's going to take. Okay. We're, we're going to get Fair online. Enough. I need a picture to work with. We are taking this right from the scratch. We're okay. taking this right from scratch. We're going to do this like we're doing it at home and in real time. No post-production editing nope, or anything like it. that. This is the real deal, folks. I'm going to head on over to Google. And go to image search because, hey, it works. Yep. It's pretty Let's decent. Let's find us a pic here. Let's find us a picture. Okay. So in Google image search, I'm going to type in blue car. Blue car. All right. Blue car. All right. 
That's a blue car. Next step. That's a blue car. Because we're broadcasting this on the air, we're going to go search tools, usage rights. And if you're using this for your website or anything, any kind of presentation, you want to do this. Labeled for reuse with modification. That means that this image is licensed for me to use for free. And I can show this to you on the air. And I probably won't get sued. And if I do, it's okay because I've shown that, that we have the rights to, to use this. To do it that way, yeah. yeah. Okay, so hey, there's a blue car. That's sweet. <laughs> cool. Like it. All right, so attribution, what are we looking at as far as... Okay, the author of this image is Patrick Nohayer, and I appreciate you putting up this image and allowing us to use this, Patrick. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so we're going to grab this picture here, look at it full size. Let's save this to our computer. I'm just going to drop this into a temp folder, slash TMP. I'm using the GNU image manipulation program tonight on a Linux computer. Again, it works on Windows, it works on Mac. So I don't care what platform you're on. It's about freedom. You can use the <laughs> GIMP on any platform. You all right? can, you can. That's, that's the deal, because that's how we roll. No pun intended, because we're working with cars. Oh, okay. you are a pun master. Today. Oh, the pun master. I'm sorry, but we just got banned in China. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going to jump into the temp oh, folder. Oh, man. Where's my blue car? There it is. There All right. Right-click on it. Open with the GNU Image Manipulation Program. Here it comes. Let's get out of that. GIMP 2.8. Now, I don't even have the latest and greatest version that was released earlier this week. I'm going to convert the colors. All right. So, first of all, I don't like... Oh. Oh, dear. I just locked my whole system out. Oh. I'm so kidding. I accidentally... This is why we do things live on the air to show what... I hit control, control alt L because I am also a Photoshop user, and so that's that brings us to something about oh, GIMP. Oh dear! You gotta, I gotta learn. I have to learn. You have to learn too. That there are different color, uh, different key commands. But it's okay. What I wanted to do was bring <laughs> up levels. Of course, if you're a yes. Photoshop user, you know what I was looking for. Okay, colors, levels. Does it tell me what it is? Colors, levels. Don't worry, that's going to be one of our features is key, uh, keyboard shortcuts for GIMP. I'm going to just improve this a little bit. I'm going to bring that up. These are the highlights right there. And you see how they drop off right there, Hill? Mm -hmm. That means that there, it's, that's kind of where the, the highlights begin in this picture. So having the, the little triangle there, oh, right, yes. bringing it in, is going to brighten that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Shadows are starting at about the right point. Uh, but now I want to just brighten it up a little bit. This is with the Levels tool. See how much of a difference that makes to my image? Beautiful. Okay, so we want to take this car and we want to make this red. How would we typically do that? Like, would we, would we paint it? Seems like too much work. Oh, it would be a huge amount <laughs> of work. So am I going to go through here and yeah, go like yeah, this? Oh yeah, there you and go. how cheesy is that going to look? Oh, and I'm, I'm covering it up. and it's, Oh, I just colored outside of the lines. No way. That ain't happening. Watch this. Let's make a new layer. Okay. All right. It's a transparency layer, so we can put anything on here, and then when we turn off that layer, it goes away. Disappears. See like that? it. Good job. Do you love it? Isn't that amazing? All right. <laughs> Down at the bottom, there's this hidden little tool that allows us to toggle quick mask mode. First of all, I want to select none. Everything's a right-click. Select None, because I had accidentally selected something there. Okay, so by clicking on that toggle quick mask, which it shows the command is Shift-Q, okay, so I can do that that way as well. So Shift-Q. 
and then grab your paintbrush and start painting in the car. That's time consuming. It's going to take you forever, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to, I'm going to show you how we can do this really, really quick. What did I say? How long is it going to take? You said five seconds. Do you so think it's possible? I believe you. We shall see if you can pull it off or not. About to blow your mind. <laughs> All right. So I've got this new layer here. Watch what I can do now. I'm going to change the layer mode to hue. Okay. Mode hue. And I've got that transparent layer highlighted. I've cleared it. It's blank. Now I've got red selected. I can click on any color. I can make this yellow. I can make it red. I can make it blue. And then I can change the size of my brush because I've selected the paintbrush tool here. And as I change the size of my brush, look at what happens to my marquee to show the size of that brush, the scale. Mm -hmm. It's pretty big. Ready? Are you ready? Oh, yes. I'm asking. Sorry, I'm ready. I'm just. I'm going to just start painting. I'm just confused because you're still painting. Or are you? Oh, wait. Now I'm going to create a new layer. I think my layer has got some masking there. Okay, let's start with a fresh layer. So I'm going to just delete that layer. And then set it to hue. Now okay, color. There we go. All right. I see something what happening. What am I doing? Something's going on. I have I have a selection. <laughs> Look at Oh, there we go. Okay, that's better. I had a selection where I had dragged my mouse over. See, trouble trial trial and error. Live television. Unbelievable. People. Look at that. It's okay. A brand new car. I don't believe it. There we go. How crazy. All right, so now that's- That's what I've actually painted. It's a hue layer, so it recolorizes that. So what we need to do is now right-click on that painting that I just created and go uh, alpha to selection. And that shows me where I painted outside of the lines. Okay? So I'm going to grab the eraser tool right here, make it a slightly smaller brush. How big it's going to be is going to depend on the resolution of the image. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to zoom in here, and I'm going to simply delete from my red. Now see if I go over the line, watch what happens. It turns back to blue. So all I'm doing is I'm just removing that little bit around the edge where I've gone over. There's a little bit on the bumper. See that? There shouldn't be any red on the bumper. So I'm just going to kind of remove that. Although there is a little bit of a blue reflection. but So I can touch that up. I can clean it up. Don't need to color the wheel. And you notice that it didn't really do anything to the wheels. It's because they don't contain a bright color. Okay, so if I want to color any object, and we're using cars here as the example, it's a fun little way to do it. Um, It could be a lamp, it could be uh, anything. We use this technique if, um, for example, we're selling product, teeny drones is a good example. So we take a picture of a red one, and we make it blue, and we make it black, and then we didn't have to take a whole bunch of pictures. It's just a nice, quick, dirty way to get pictures up of various colors. So there you have it. There is... A red car? Let's change Let's it de-select. again. Or is it a blue car? I don't know. How quick was that? Okay. You don't believe me yet. Let's start with a red car. Because we all like red sports cars, right? Yeah, hello. And hey, folks, if you've got questions, if you've got comments, 
please post them in the chat room if you're watching yeah, live. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I'm waiting here. There's some conversations going on, but not related to this, well, which is hey, okay. That's fine. But let us know if you've got as a question. As long as you absorb it. And if you're watching live, it's live at category5.tv if you'd like to send us an email. Red car is my search. And again, search tools, usage rights labeled for reuse with modification. Let's find the coolest one that we can find. I like picking one. Like I could go with something like that. But you know what it doesn't have? It doesn't have a background. So I'm not really demonstrating for you how effective this method is. I really want to show you that, hey, we we can do this in any scene. Um, do you see one that really stands out to you, Hill? I'd like to find one. I was going to say really I don't even scene. know car names. Yeah, I'm like, oh, pick the red car. <laughs> They're all red. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, well, let's just jump back up to the top here. Don't want to get into anything obscure. Uh, and let's just say, I guess this one is sure. That one's pretty decent, eh? Sure. Okay, so let's visit the page, and let's see what uh, this is. Creative Commons. Uh, free for personal and commercial use. No attribution required. So to the author of that, thank you for providing this image. Nice Audi, a red Audi. Um, we don't have to attribute, and we don't know the attribution. But it's <laughs> not required because of the license. And Google helps us to determine the license, and that's really helpful. Thank you, Google. Okay, so this is a red car. Again, oh, I did it again. Oops. I... <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I'm such a bald nerd. He's a, he's a bald nerd. That's for sure. Okay, right click. I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm gonna uh, we're gonna cover it in a future show. Levels, because I know Anthony's wondering, hey, what are the hotkeys? Okay, so I'm just gonna fix up the levels a little bit here. Okay, looks good. I don't want it to go orange. I want it to stay red. It's just got a little bit too much shadow at the front. That's a photo flaw, and so we're just kind of touching it up a little bit. Okay, so. Let's create a new layer. Notice I'm not going to create any marquee that's going to make it not work. Now I'm going to choose, what do you want to do? Let's do yellow. Let's take this beautiful red car and make it yellow. Okay? I'm going to change that blank layer mode to hue. I'm going to change the brush size to something that seems reasonable for this size image. And I'm going to start painting. Oh. I, can, I can go outside the lines. Okay? I love that. I'm not having to be precise by any stretch. Done. Okay, so now turn off that layer to see what I've painted. Mm-hmm. I missed part of the grill. doesn't really matter because it's not got a yeah, color. Yeah. Notice that it didn't change black to yellow because it doesn't do that. It looks for color and changes it to a different hue. So now I want to add an alpha to selection to see where I've gone outside of the lines and then use the eraser tool with a smaller brush size and go around the edge and delete anywhere where I've accidentally colored things yellow that shouldn't be. So I'm going to go around here. I do not have to be precise. You'll be able to gauge this and it's going to be different on a per image basis and that's done. I can pull some of the yellow out of the um, window. Oh, yeah. See how the window got tinted a little bit? Mm -hmm. I can pull that out because that doesn't make any sense to the image. There we go. And Much right better. There. Oh, I got a little bit on the mirror. There we go. Okay, so select none. There's the image. That's what I've come up with. And ready for the original? Whoa. There it is. A red car turned yellow. 
And again, we're using cars as the example tonight because I thought it'd be fun. But you can do this with anything that has bright colors. Your prom Doesn't dress. There you oh, go. Oh, I wish I had Is a... it gray or is it purple? You be the judge. <laughs> It'd be fun. <laughs> For real. There you have it, folks. This is Category 5 Technology TV. That's how to colorize a bright object. Love Change it. the color of a bright object in about five seconds. Doesn't take any time at all. And you will woo quick. your friends and woo your customers as you are able to change things. On, on future episodes of this series, this is 20 tips for the GNU Image mm-hmm. Manipulation mm-hmm. Program. 20 weeks of tips at that. Uh, we are also going to be covering how to remove things, objects from images. Actually pull them out of the image while retaining a background. But how is that possible? How can I take out a sign from a field and all of a sudden it's filled, like you see the field that was previously yeah. blocked by a sign? I'd like to know how to do that. How do you remove an awkward boyfriend from a family photo or something? We're going to cover it all. Yeah. We're going to cover it all, folks. So don't miss the series. (laughs) Tune in again next week, and we're going to have more tips for the GNU Image Manipulation Program. Thank you to the developers for bringing us such a great tool. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely free. Get it at gimp.org. That's all the time that we have, Hill. Time flies. We're having fun. I know. Holy moly. Can't believe it. Don't forget, folks, you can shop through our partner links. It's a big help to the show. Mm-hmm, huge mm-hmm. help to the show. Uh, and especially with your Black Friday and Christmas shopping, yes. what a huge impact that's going to have on uh, paying our bills, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, it gets hard at this time of year for us, too, because we do still have to maintain uh, paying the bills to the landlord and the insurance and the internet and all that stuff. Yeah. And also patreon.com slash category five is where you can support us for just 25 cents per episode if you enjoy the broadcast uh, please do support us in that way hillary it's always a pleasure well, thanks for having me nice to have you here see you guys around thanks for being a part of the show <laughs> and we're gonna miss you as you're away i guarantee you that but uh, make sure you pop in your head every now and then bring the babe I want to see the baby. Put the baby. Here's the baby. see the baby. Oh, yeah. Don't Get them you here worry really about young. it. Tally, who is now 10 years old, I know. was on the air. Like, we brought her into the studio when she was just a, like a, just a toddler. And then the, know, the boys, my boys, were on the air when they were like Liam, who we brought on, and he was just a newborn baby. I was there. I remember when you introduced him to the world. And he's he just turned five. Well, he's turning five tomorrow. We, we uh, had his birthday on Sunday. Oh. So I feel like he's already turned five. But tomorrow <laughs> is his actual nice. birthday to turn five years old. Can you believe? Like, he's so big. That's wild. So time flies. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see you guys soon. Don't you worry. Take care, everybody. Have a fantastic <laughs> week. I look, look forward to seeing you next Tuesday night. Bye. Good night. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. 